Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III, and we are doing a non-MCU movie today. We are discussing the 2018 uh, summer blockbuster, Venom. Did this even come out in the summer? I don't even remember. No, it came out in, I think, September or October. Oh, September, October. So there you go. Well, Jay, blockbuster what, are the, how, what are the numbers that it did? $856 million. Jeez. Jake, that was a fantastic AC impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, nonetheless, let me get to these voices in the in the background and get to this panel so we can talk about this movie first. Our super producer, one Jake Christie. Jake, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, Jerome Chang, uh, Black Dragon Rolls in the house. And, you know, he did not watch this movie again. Hey, again. Hey, 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 hey. I did watch this movie. But barely. <laughs> I watched it twice, and twice I didn't pay attention. Um, today being the most recent, where I left it playing in the background while I worked from home. So oh, wow. I am as equipped as probably some of the actors who were in this film to speak on it. Also, so. oh, so he did he did the whole incomplete thing. I I, I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. No, also, this is a group uh, project. I'm just here for the marks. Yeah, hey, I, <laughs> I hear that. Um, back along with us, as always, the great Stephanie Williams is in the house. Stephanie, how are you? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about Venom, which I watched during, um, what is it, jury duty. Oh, wow. Wow. Shout out to you. <laughs> That's a way to go. That's we the do. movie they, they chose. They went from a Jennifer Lopez movie to Venom. And I was like, you know what? Yep. There are no Made in Manhattan fans? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go up for Miss Jennifer Lopez during her uh, white best white woman impression during her rom-com period. <laughs> and, and, and finally, and finally, uh, we got a friend of the show with us, uh, Michael Springthorpe, back on the program. Michael, how are you? Uh, AC, I am honored to be back. It's been a little over a year. I looked back to the Thor retrospective. was on May 7th. Oh, wow. How about yeah. that? How about that? Okay, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back on. And um, I feel like just to kind of set the table, obviously Venom starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Jenny Slate. Uh, and uh, I want to get into general thoughts on the film before we dive into the goofiness of, of the proceedings. Uh, and Michael, I'll start with you. What what were your general thoughts the first time you saw this movie and and, and watching it back? How did you feel about it? Yeah, so uh, uh, this movie was actually, uh, the first time I saw this was uh, a movie that was, I believe, Jake, the first edition of a very proud uh, tradition that uh, Jake Christie and I have, where we will uh, get uh, a little drunk Mm-hmm. watch a movie that's mm-hmm. uh, a little lower quality correct in theaters i think we actually did this with the meg first but we did do it for this as well i i thought the meg was 2019 it might have been but i i don't actually think it was well either way it doesn't we've matter done it, we've done it with this we've done it with the meg and we most recently did it with godzilla versus kong all good choices i uh, fantastic choices i remember very much enjoying myself while watching this movie uh and therefore I enjoyed the movie, but then rewatching it, it's, you know what? I wish I had gotten some beers when I watched it this time. It's fine. <laughs> the actors <laughs> are doing a good job, but that's I think where it ends. Yeah, uh, man, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for the end. Uh, Steph, <laughs> how, how about you? 
what did you think of, of Venom generally? Um, that you know what? It was a movie. Um, it was a movie <laughs> that was done. Uh, <laughs> all of Sam Hardy, and that's why I showed up. And uh, Riz Ahmed was there. And um, you know what? It's a I enjoyed it. It falls on the, in the same line as like Spider-Man 3, Wonder Woman 84, um, X3 for me because, and actually maybe just a little smidge more because I feel like halfway through the movie, they stopped taking themselves seriously. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. thank yeah. you. Now we can get things started. They gave up at a certain point. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, yeah it's they... clear. <laughs> Jake, how about you? Yeah, I definitely think it's better than the movies that Steph listed. But it, I don't know, maybe it's not better, but it's definitely more enjoyable because yeah. I, the thing, especially about like when you said like X3, the difference, the biggest difference is that for the most part, most of the people in this movie, particularly Tom Hardy, seem like they're having a really good time. And it's honestly, any movie where people seem like they're having fun is, it can, <clears throat> is enjoyable to watch on a certain level. Um, and I think that when you say they gave up, I actually think that they, I would actually almost say it's the exact opposite where they stopped pretending to be the movie that this never was going to be. Mm-hmm. Especially just, like, the director, like, yeah. Ruben Fleischer, like, is being famous off of Zombieland. And it's like, why the hell are you getting this guy to direct, like, a super dark... Like, I don't want to... If, if Venom's going to be a good guy, I don't want it to be dark and gritty. And, like, what the, the thing I noticed is that when it's at its best is when it's basically, like, a buddy cop in the same body, you know? And that is what I hope the sequel's going to be. Because, like, when it's doing that, like... On one hand, you could say it's them giving up, but I think it's actually just them discovering what the movie should have been the whole time. But they're like, oh, shit, we already shot half of it and the script's already done. We can't make that the movie now. <laughs> the trailer bodes well, like, well for that. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I meant. Like, not that they gave up like they didn't care, but like they gave up in trying to take it seriously. And they like, gave up the pretense. Were, yeah, like just do the rom-com, do the buddy cop. Like, let's just Once Venom calls him a pussy, it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Because they're both losers. Um, it's so funny to me that the symbiote is like a loser on his planet. And the only way that he can be great is to come to Earth because like, wow, what does that say about being here? Um, <laughs> that's the only way that you, this is the only way that you basically invincible. Yes, it is that. Shit, yeah, it is. Yeah, all right, Jerome, you, you did some <laughs> of the homework. Uh, um, let's let's hear your okay. Okay, I'm not, I, I didn't come on this pod to be shaded throughout for a mo- <laughs> yeah. for a mediocre ass movie. Um, <laughs> it was no, it was fine. It was fine. I I think what's really interesting about Venom as a character is there is just so much weight on the character being portrayed in things because it's such a beloved character in the Spider Verse. And so yeah. watching it and thinking about it this time, or watching it, I'm doing air quotes here, um, is it's like different ages of me wrote different parts of this film or produced different parts of this film. Cause there's like the buddy cop, goofy anti-hero, but also a loser part, which I feel is like very me right now that like would play into like having fun with that. And then there's just more of the like, visually and like some of the parts that are like pretty true to Venom lore that gets in there. And then there's the soundtrack that features the theme song by Eminem, which high school me would have made when I made a, if I made a Venom movie back then. So (laughs) it's, 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 if anything, the thing that throws me off is like when I think I wrote the, um, the six minute five mark where he starts biking into town and it just hits you with this like very aggressive rap, Rocky, like song and it felt like it's 
it did feel almost schizophrenic, which I guess fits for a Venom movie that they started picking up music that was aggressively Venom in the way that we kind of expect from comic books or from, you know, going to Hot Topic. But like clearly the way Tom Hardy plays it and clearly the way the dynamic goes between Venom and Eddie, like it's nothing like that. It's goofy as hell. Exactly. I've right, actually right. I realized I'm kind of disappointed this movie didn't come out when I was in high school because I really would want to know how many of the senior football players would want the TV production class to edit their highlight tapes to the Eminem Venom song because it would be a non-zero number. Right. Because, I mean, the amount of times people want it to, till I collapse on their basketball highlights or whatever, I mean, well, the, the, the Venom song hit. They wouldn't have gotten Eminem to write the song if it came out when we were in high school because it would have been a uh, "Let It Rock" by Lil Wayne and uh, mm-hmm. and that other guy. That, that just Rudolph. would have been the song. Yes, right. I mean, that song is pretty schizophrenic too. Yeah, I mean, saliva would have probably been involved at some point. Or oh my no, that's when you were in high school. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, yeah, yeah. Josie Scott that would have bodied. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, him up. and Chad Kroger did the Spider Man theme song. <laughs> yeah. People forget. Oh yeah, know. I remember that. Sorry, just going way. This is honestly just deep in my white people music bag, and I'll get out of here. I mean, this is what happens when you invite someone who didn't study for the test. (laughs) We'll have plenty of time to discuss Jack Kroger and Spider Man when we do that movie eventually. Um, I'm going to sing Josie Scott's verse, by the way. Continue. Or I'm not going to listen to that episode. Um, so, so for me, it's funny because, like, initially, and y'all know me pretty well in terms of being a comic book dude, so. When you know that this doesn't include Spidey and it doesn't have a connection to Spidey, yeah, at first I'm like, yeah, whatever. So then I watched the film the first time um, and I was like, oh, wow, this is not terrible. I didn't think this was terrible at all. I actually enjoyed the film. Um, I didn't think it would be terrible, though. Like, once you throw Tom Hardy into that role and if he was actually going to embrace it, like, in one way or another, it would be entertaining, whether ironically or not. The, the thing that was, I remember the early reviews, people were saying, and this is why I just don't trust people when they talk about how bad movies are, because people haven't sat through enough filth to really know. People were saying <laughs> that it was like as bad as the worst superhero movie since Catwoman, and I'm like, that oh, is no, 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 horseshit. No, no, no. It's actually not even, I can legit think of 10 superhero movies that are worse than it. Off the top of my head. Yeah, I can think of, I can think of MCU movies. Yeah, I enjoy Venom them. more than I enjoy Thor The Rock World or The Incredible Hulk. I, I mean, I really the do. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, sorry, AC. Go ahead. No, no, but 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 there's like to me like watching it and then watching it again the other night. You know, I didn't have to go look at my phone or anything. For some reason, I just found it engaging and just engaging. Um, specifically, after the first like twenty minutes or so, where you're doing like all the exposition on certain things. Um, after that, like Tom Hardy's really great in it. Like in terms of the, I think of the lobster biting scene in the tank uh that that Absolutely was pretty fantastic scene that was i was gonna like, say it, it does get engaging in the kind of way that someone is engaging yelling at you from the other side of a subway at different points like you can't look away <laughs> yeah and, and i, I and would say a- the lobster scene is one of those scenes where this yes. where the movies all the frequencies are harmonizing perfectly right it's clicking they're just like we, we have something yeah. here yeah, and, and it's kind of like, yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy is just doing the most in the, in this movie. And and a, just a little bit of, um, you know, background on, on Michelle Williams, why she wanted to come work with this movie. She told The Hollywood Reporter that, that obviously Tom Hardy was a big reason. He's so talented and so committed. He also makes unusual choices in a moment-to-moment, scene-by-scene kind of way. <laughs> yeah. like, can I, 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 have, I have a thought. 
I actually have wrote down my note. The only note I have is mm. talk about why Michelle Williams did this movie. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. I'm sorry. She oh. worked. Michelle Williams at this point had already worked with Heath Ledger. And she was yep. like, well, I mean, she I has a child with? with Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I want to work with? I want to work with someone who's going to make a, an interesting choice at every moment. <laughs> yeah. No, but this is the thing. I looked. So Michelle Williams. Well, one the joke, uh, the joke I've said many times is, I know exactly how white I am because when I see Michelle Williams trending on Twitter, I don't think of the Destiny Child person. Anyway, so I Michelle knew. That's why I know. that was in this movie. <laughs> of course, that's why I'm super white. Most people, honestly, even most white people probably think of the Destiny Child person. But anyway, Michelle Williams has four Oscar I, I nominations. Say I'm gay, and that's why I think of the show. Sure. But let me just read some other people who have four Oscar nominations. Okay, Jodie Foster, Christian Bale. Wow, Kathy Bates, wow. George Clooney, Viola Davis, oh uh, Will, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Diane Keaton, Ben Kingsley, um, Emma Thompson. Would any of them be the girlfriend in a superhero movie role? Why is she in well, this? Ben Kingsley would if if halfway through the movie you found out he wasn't I mean, Ben Kingsley the was in well, no, a I'm not notable that, I'm, I'm not saying in a superhero movie because <laughs> lots of super good actors in superhero movies, but they right. do parts. But Ben Kingsley given... was in a movie where his character was definitely a choice. Sure, I, I, I guess I think you said no, no. I, 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 I agree with what you're saying, Jake. Where yeah. like she has nothing to do. This, yeah, this is yeah, this I is a, a, an almost non-role. Mm. Like now, you just I have actually to get she, like mad a little bit. She makes it, it, it as interesting as it is. It's because she's really good at acting. But it's mm. just like this is just not on life. Is kind of bad. It's like I know that you're kind of not popular. You're probably one of the least famous four-time Oscar nominees alive. But oh, uh, I feel so bad for do. Michelle Williams and her. What? She had a she she got a renovation done in her house. Mm -hmm. Like whenever an actor does mm, something, fair. and I'm just kind of like, yeah. hmm, why? I'm like, you had a bill due. The check honestly was probably was pretty due. good. I kind of feel, but the thing is, I think her age she is just, bad, just done Manchester by the Sea, though. That's true, but I think her age has got to be pretty terrible because usually when it's like a just getting that check role, they usually just have like three scenes in one location, and she was all over this. So like that, her yeah. agent was bad at getting a good role. Like when Anthony Hopkins is in like a Transformers movie, he's always in the same set for like just five minutes, you know. <laughs> NAA no acting, NAR no acting required. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. So, I, I let's just let's just straight up talk about like um, I do have a couple of different categories that we could go uh, go through. Um, I just want to go in instantly to uh, favorite non Venom character, non Venom, non uh, Eddie Brock character. Uh, Jerome, I'll start with you. Do you have a do you have a, a non? Eddie There's Brock no way I'm gonna have an answer for any of these categories. I'm gonna go with Carnage oh. at the very end oh. in the post credit. Um, <laughs> Carnage, Carnage is going to absolutely fuck. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I, I think, I think what's great about love me some, like, I, I think when you think about oh, no. the way comic book movies are supposed to be <laughs> going right uh, now, it's like, everything needs a post credits, right? Like everything needs to be world building and yes. I just love coming to the end of production for this. And they're just like. You know what? People are gonna be so thrilled. They cannot wait until we like drop this little nugget there, and then they do, and it's just like I don't know. It's the commitment, you know. It's it the was so cheesy, like, like the way those. It's, yes, there's going to be like his. It's just so awesome that they put an SNL digital short at the end of this film. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> when they slapped that wig on his head, I already knew. I was like, I'll sign me up yeah. for that sequel. So, yeah, you know what? Fine. That is my answer. Yeah. It, honestly, it's not a bad answer. Oh, Jake. No, I, I'm so excited because it's oh, yeah, go red. Ahead. He has red hair. The The symbiote is red. It's yeah. stupid that that happens. Batters. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite non, non-Venom character, it's really, I mean, I would say it has to be Annie Michelle Williams' character just because there's not really any other people. And I actually think that, and we'll talk about it later, I think, but I think that while I think he's an amazing actor and one of the best of his generation, I think Riz Ahmed is one of the main problems with the movie because he does not know what movie he's in. And mm-hmm. which is why I think the sequel is going to be better because Woody Harrelson will absolutely know what movie he's in. Yes. But so with that in mind, I think Michelle Ames, I think she, like I said, she actually is trying, which is unusual for this type of part. And I think that she honestly, I think I actually like about what she does in it. And I noticed it on this viewing is that so many times when you have the character in a, like a hero movie, whether it's a superhero movie or like an action movie that at the beginning, like is like the ex of the main character she's usually like so mean to him and like naggy that you don't know why they were together in the first place. Like you never get it. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. why the hell was she with this bum? But like at the, both at the beginning and as they go along, like you actually understand why, even though she's like a suit wearing lawyer, she was with this like grungy journalist. And like, you actually kind of believe their chemistry and it doesn't feel like, I believe them as like, Oh yeah, this is the most convincing breakup probably in comic book movies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's not, it, it doesn't feel like we're so many times in a movie where there's like the fancy carrot, fancy, girlfriend who leaves the schlubby guy you're like you should just stay with the doctor but here i'm like no i like what you guys have you guys seem good together so i i'm gonna choose her okay sounds like a plan man uh stephanie how about you do you have a favorite favorite non uh venom character mm. oh, like, <laughs> convenience store oh, because great. i see that oh, she yeah. reprises her role Mrs. Chen, and, i think yeah <laughs> yes mrs shin like reprise the role in the sequel clearly, but um, I don't know. She was cute, um, and maybe the new boyfriend because it is just always funny to me when like new boyfriends or girlfriends like get in on helping the ex, which yeah. he does. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. like, okay, Scott, see what we're doing here. Yeah, it's a it's a Hippocratic oath though. He's got to take care. Of, you know, he's, there's a guy who's having a medical issue. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, how about you, man? Uh. I, I'm actually kind of astounded no one said the correct answer this entire time. Uh, and the correct answer is, of course, Jenny Slate, who yeah, I know. absolutely I kills it right. in any role she's right. ever done. Uh, I should say, Jake, your argument did convince me my favorite character, my second time viewing it, was Michelle Williams. But... Yeah. Jenny Slate knocked it out of the park for me. The first I, I love that she's in this movie. Yeah. I just don't like that she's not able... She's not given Her any Jenny Slate things bad, to do. But Jenny yeah. Slate... Yeah, it's a bad no, no, I'm like, with you. Yeah, it was... I think it's because she's not at all like what we would expect from a Jenny Slate in it that when mm-hmm. she showed up again today, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot that she's in this film, which yeah. then I, suddenly made I, me I, She's not even listed in the bulleted cast members on really? Wikipedia. Yeah, wow. That's that's, that's honestly disrespectful. That's it's disrespectful. really I mean, stupid. That's it's the also- worst. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To quote her brother. Uh, but no, I do love though that fun fact about Jenny Slate, which I know Springthrow knows. But Jenny Slate was on SNL for one season, and in her first episode, she accidentally dropped the f bomb. Oh I think yeah, that's in just the great. final sketch of the night. Yep. Uh, but Real I think well. the funnest, I think the funnest fact about Jenny Slate is that uh, she, uh, you know, she knows how to take that Captain America. Yes. 
Oh yeah, she uh, she dated Chris Evans for a year, which is good for her. Like, honestly, married or engaged? No, they. I think they were just together for a while, on and off for a while. But she's married again. I think she, she just had a kid with another yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no. She's like, you know, we can't say the candle. Uh, she had a she had a kid uh, approximately a year ago, but um, uh, yeah, was no. with Captain America. Because you know, good for her. I mean, come on, Chris Evans. I mean, good for you know what? Good for Miss Lake. Yeah, exa- I mean, exactly. That's a Boston ass couple. Yeah, they're both from Massachusetts. I mean, that's like if you're Jenny Slate from Massachusetts, that's like the dream, you know, is Chris that's, Evans. That would be like if Matt Damon married Michelle Williams' character from Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, you know, it's, it's funny. I was going to pick Riz Ahmed, not for his uh, acting in this movie, just for the fact that researching this movie, I found out that he was, that he's a rapper. Uh, Riz MC, and he was a member of the Sweatshop Boys. Yeah. With oh some, my God. Some, yes. Yes. The, I knew yes, he was a rapper. Riz I didn't know that. That's awesome. I, yeah. So just researching that, um, he earned commercial success with the U.S. Billboard 200 topping Hamilton mixtape with his song "Immigrants." We get the oh, job yeah. done. How did he oh, not yeah. make his name the Riz Ahmed? Wow. <laughs> the Riz Ahmed. That is honestly wonderful. How would he have spelled it? How would he have spelled it the same way? Or Riza, capital Riza, and then what? Space H M E D. Yeah, yeah. The Riza. Actually, that would have worked. Med. Yeah. Honestly, huge miss. She doesn't understand. That's honestly that's why he's now. That's why he had to give up his dreams and become an Academy Award nominated actor. You know. Uh, love Jake. Jake. Jake may disagree. I think Jake disagrees slightly. He does give. I think one of the. I think he's great in Sound of Metal. I just don't think he's one of the top five performances of the year. But that Springthorpe and I's Oscar podcast that will never exist. We'll discuss that, so we can keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tune into our Sound Oscar podcast that doesn't um, exist and never will. That was a really good film, by the way. But uh, no, personally, if Thank I really you, had to, AC. now Sound of Metal was really good. Like. It really was like I, I took meaning out of that as somebody, you know, growing and, and getting older, you know, get a little gray in the beard and all that. So AC to bring it back to Venom, I will say yes. my first bullet point on this on like my notes is Riz and Jenny are so, so, so good because I don't th- I don't know about Riz in this movie, but he's just perfection and he's so hot. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you an important God. question, though? My first time I was watching is he can do he can it's not that he can't do it, but why doesn't they just make his character British? I feel like the character he's playing would be he so much better. No, he was born in Britain, but he has an American accent. Mm. Yeah, mm. I thought oh he but he does a bad American accent, so I yeah. think he was just like no, yeah, I, he was I, born in Britain and then he came to America like Elon Musk, which he's obviously based on. Of Zorro. course, yeah, which is like honestly that has an accent. Even though this movie came out less than like like less than three years ago, it still feels like it's a million years old with that Elon Musk comparison. Because correct, it just I like have, Elon I Musk is so silly now that like he. I think that's what we thought Elon Musk was. Well, I didn't think that, but people thought that he was that three years ago. But now it's like he what would he be like interrogating uh, Eddie Brock with memes? I I, yeah. I think it's it's sorry AC. It's very interesting no, it's okay. to watch this now. Watch this movie now versus again, you know, in 2018 because mm-hmm. of just how much those like billionaire types have changed in the public perception. Have shown their asses, I think what you mean. Exactly. Exactly. They've shown their asses and their Wario mustaches. 
No, and I was going to say, like, and I know Jake pointed this out earlier. Uh, he played this too straight. And to your point, like, he didn't know what movie he was in. If he had just kind of, like, loosened up a little bit, just felt so stiff and tight and shit like that. So I, I just wish, you know, for an actor of his caliber, I'm sure he probably has the range to do something a little bit uh, along those lines and give us a little bit of the goofy that we begin. Because I feel like two movies were kind of going on. You got the Eddie Brock Venom. We got the, the funny relationship going on and all the, the goofy stuff. And then we got the Riz trying to, you know, have this this scenario with the Rockets and whatever. And it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm going to be cold. Test the subjects, all this other stuff. And, you know, nothing else. Like, there's not even any joke. There's the, like they, I don't think he even cracked one joke in the movie. Yeah, I don't so. even know if he smiled. Yeah. Yep. Him and, and Tom Hardy went to the is... same wedding with different interpretations of the dress code. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, and then you, you make his top scientist, Jenny Slate, and she doesn't crack a single joke. It really is like, I'm happy for her that she's getting movies like this, but it is just like, you're not, why is she, why, why her? Why as opposed to anyone else? I think and this is why that director This is her sucks. Stranger Than Fiction. I think ultimately it boils down to the fact that Riz Ahmed is too hot to play Carlton Drake in this era. No, I actually think that I, I'm. That's I don't think that's a joke. I think that that's. It, I just don't believe him as. I'm not kidding. No, yeah. I literally think mm. the 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 biggest problems of Riz Ahmed are that he is too hot and specifically too suave. Every if you think about everybody who is that him, and again, I know that this is taking three years of like difference, mm-hmm. but Musk. Bezos, Zuckerberg, they're all fuck. I mean, the whole point of Zuckerberg is that he's only famous because he wanted to be a creep and rank girls in college. You know, that's why he's a billionaire now. You know, and and all and of we them all are- read we all read Jeff Bezos's leaked text messages, and by we all I mean I did and joked about them a lot. Yeah, they're they're all weirdos. And they're dweebs, and they don't know how to interact with humans, and none of them are hot. And I think that that's honestly what would make what would make the character more compelling is we if, also now know that Bill Gates is like a, a fucking that's true. horrible guy. But be, but like besides even the real in life addition stuff, I, to being yeah, a billionaire, yeah. I mean. But it, the thing too, I think that the the reason why his character doesn't make a lot of sense to me is because. He's playing the single-minded, like one-track-minded God complex character. But that character, both in real life and in good movies, is always someone that develops that way because they're incredibly isolated and unable to connect with other people. But then when you see him be super charismatic and good with like kids and everyone else, you just don't understand. That is I just, so unrealistic. I don't know. I guess it is why is this his pursuit? Why like why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. What is what motivating him to do this? And without that, it just feels like he's a, just a plot device. He's also, also yeah. why is this man of color doing this on top of that? That also well, doesn't I mean, work. I think it's because yeah. like it's 2018. What can we do? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, but <laughs> no, I get that. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they didn't change the way that the character was to fit. Like, if this it, here's the thing exactly. blind casting doesn't always work. Um, sometimes it's really great depending on how the characters are written, but because he's written this way, it still wouldn't make sense because they make him charismatic. And to Jake's point, like that just kind of doesn't make sense. The math doesn't matter for that type of character. But if he was like this frumpy white guy, then I'm like, 
sure, whatever. Maybe you got charismatic while playing D&D. I believe it, but <laughs> it works better. But for Riz, for all of those points and just the fact that he is just so suave, just without effort, it just doesn't... Mm-hmm. I, I play into that. Make him like have him wear a fucking top hat or some shit. Like just play. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I actually I actually clocked it when when I was rewatching it. Steph <sighs> is because Eddie when he interviews him he kind of does his like backstory quick backstory. I remember thinking I was like, is he the okay? So he's like obviously somebody you know he's from somewhere in South Asia. Like, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, uh, culturally, but he's in England. Like, is he the child of immigrants that should have a, or the grandchild of it? Like that should have such a major effect on who Carlton Drake is. You would and, think. you know, that it's exactly what you were saying. The colorblind casting doesn't always work. Well, right. And to Jake's point, it, it essentially just made him a plot device for the film they're therefore nullifying his character and making him you know just like just uh, useless in a sense also yeah. there's no but, way he can take besides as a means to an end with the whole you know uh what's what's the what's what's the symbiote name toxic or something riot no no that's riot. a Britney Spears song <laughs> <laughs> you know what another missed opportunity why not just have a if i don't get a, a symbiote named toxic and this uh, sequel. I'm going to be very upset. I thought you were going to say, "Why didn't not set the, a fight to Toxic?" Which I think would just be great. That also, that can yeah. do it. But you have to is, make a the... character named Toxic so that because this this type of movie that is just on the nose in a way that you can just appreciate. Yeah. And the thing is, I actually think Toxic would work in that final fight because at the end when he's on the rocket, the exact problem Wright has is that he's too high; he can't come down. You know what I mean? That yeah. is the problem. Wow! <laughs> Applause oh, all shit. around. Oh, all right, Jake, man. you get a pass yeah. for all of June from me. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I'll go to Jake with this next subject. Favorite scene in the film. Jake, what is your favorite scene? I really like the um, first apartment fight scene when he's yes. when he first really discovering Venom's existence. Because um, I think that Tom Hardy's just, it's, he's just, he's acting like no one I've really ever seen in my life, which I mean is a good thing. I mean as a good thing because he's experiencing something that no one has ever experienced ever. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people criticize Tom Hardy's acting for this being over the top, which as, as Brinkthorpe knows, because we talk about acting and the Oscars and all that, my favorite type of acting is the most acting. So I love what he's doing here. And like the, the bit where it's like, the, uh, what are you doing? I'm putting my hands down. Why are you doing that? Because it's a reasonable thing to do. Also, the best thing is well, we haven't talked about this. The fact that Tom Hardy voices Venom is just unnecessary, oh, yeah. but I love it. It's great. Um, I don't think I knew that until this rewatch. And it's, but just, I just, the, the interactions they have, it just truly, he is acting as insane as someone actually would if there was a symbiotic alien in their head making them do stuff. And like you, it's, cause it's not just that like, it's a fun fight scene, but you are also like, you see it through his eyes as opposed to through Venom's eyes. So it's basically mm-hmm. like watching. It's like if, um, I'm trying to think of the example that's. It's like if in this is if you haven't seen this movie, just walk with me. In the scene in Fast and Furious Eight, when Jason Statham is on the plane and he's saving the baby and it's like killing mm-hmm. all the yeah. guys, you see that scene through the baby's eyes, which is fun yep. because 
you know, it's basically like that where you're watching this fight scene, not through the people who are getting beat ups point of view or the person who's doing the beating ups point of view. You're doing it as someone who's like being carried by the beater upper, which is like, I don't know. I just, I love it. I, I love your use of not beater upper. Watch that, right? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Stephanie, how about you? What was your favorite scene in the film? Um, I think it's in the same scene that Jake just mentioned. Um, it's just when he goes to the bathroom and then there is the venom and then he gets scared and like screams and like falls into the tub like <laughs> it was in that moment i was like okay i don't care how the rest of this movie goes um i'm so because it's a great edible movie it's a great thc movie um and i just thought <laughs> i just enjoyed that because i was like yeah tom hardy woke up today or woke up on that day when they had to shoot that scene it was like i am just gonna give it my all and was like, I can't believe I get paid for this. Speaking of right. which, I don't know if you knew this, AC, but you know Tom Hardy also was a rapper, too. What? Yeah, back in the that, his 20s, he was a rapper. I feel like I knew that one. Yeah, he's yeah. action Bronson. Oh, no wonder. No wonder he talks about... <laughs> oh, my God. No, no wonder he talks about his influences in, in this film. Um, one of them was Woody Allen. Uh, the other yikes. Was, thing is, but yeah. honestly though, I honestly though I see it. Uh, it's right, yikes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The neuroses and stuff like that. And um, another one was uh, Redman. Symbiote. He was doing Redman. <laughs> wow. He's, he, yeah, he said he said there was a little Redman. We his, had uh, Redman and Rizzo performance. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you know, it is what it is. There, uh, Jerome. Yeah, what how about you? Opportunity. You? Method oh, Man ahead, and Redman. No, I was gonna say like Method Man and Redman, like Method Man Venom. Red yep. Man, of yep. course, Carnage, like why? Yeah. Well, Fantastic I think you just picked guys. the theme song for the next. Honestly, it's kind of crazy point. that Red, that Method Man's never been in a superhero movie because he's, I think, yeah. The of, okay, I say this as so of game of every rapper who became an actor but is still primarily a rapper. So like, not the Will Smiths or Ice Cube. I mean, Ice Cube, I guess, is still primarily a rapper, but it, like, he's definitely the best one of someone who's still like an actively a rapper. I think at acting, but anyway. Yo, yo, Method. Away for the live action Death Jam Vendetta. Method Man got swole. Yo, Method Man is Mm. honestly legit. He fills out a suit well. Let me tell you. He's so funny, (laughs) that one last stuff. Like, he's like really great in Trainwreck, which I know is a movie we all make fun of now because of Amy Schumer. But he is like really, it's a good movie. But he's very, very funny in it. (laughs) No, he, well, he plays, he, he doesn't just play himself. Like Snoop, you see Snoop Dogg in a movie and you're like, okay. In Training Day, it's Snoop Dogg in a wheelchair. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Really hey, 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 and has anyone on this call disagreed with me on that? <laughs> no, not at all. I can't. This is the first time hearing of it. Oh, oh you gotta watch training, day, training day. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Jerome, what was your what was your favorite scene in the film? Uh, I'll go with Jake. Uh, I I think that's probably like the peak of the film, at least in terms of, like all the like venom stuff is just that action scene because I feel the final fight really falls off like just there's nothing interesting about it but i think thinking about those two together it's kind of like you get to see what works about action that involves a venom character and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. and so like everything that happens in that scene which is also my favorite is just like oh this is like the exciting stuff like i think because and that's also a general issue when you think about any dark and gritty movie is that you know certain scenes that have to be in darkness and when you have a mostly black character in darkness <laughs> fighting that is also very hard to see because it breaks apart into like a symbiote type thing 
you don't see what's going on, but when it's in a moderately lit uh, apartment, it's actually kind of fun. No, we got you there. Um, Springthorpe, how about you, sir? Uh, I mean, I would only, I, I, I of course have to agree. Um, I would only just to specify and extend it to the car chase mm-hmm. uh, yeah, part of it. Cool. Um, because I did write like the the chase scene is so fucking cool. Uh, I think ex- everything that's already been said about how it shows what is cool about a Venom in a movie, uh, how they're speeding. And I, I think what's very cool is that San Francisco gets to play in that scene a lot more because of the geography of what san francisco entails they get Mm -hmm. to have some fun with that but just like turning tight corners and they're on the motorcycle and venom is just suddenly exploding out grabbing onto a light pole to Mm -hmm. make a tight uh turn that the you know that the bad guys can't do and and venom is is catch you know is making a parachute when needed or all of the you know, I love, I love a character like a vet, like Venom, like what I imagine Clayface would be, mm-hmm. uh, where there's just kind of this like, I- I'm any shape and I can just kind of do something. Obviously, there's limits uh, because of the material I'm made out of, but I love a character that can do that because it's it's just very fun and dynamic to watch. Oh, absolutely, and a couple mm-hmm. things about that. Uh, one, uh, the VFX, VFX people uh, looked at jellyfish and uh, animals of yes. that animals of that nature to yes. to kind of reenact the whole venom thing and make that whole situation work. And of course, the San Francisco car chase scene was filmed in Atlanta. So well, there you go, I mean, San yeah, Francisco. That's Atlanta. It was it was yeah. filmed somewhere. So yeah, I assumed it wasn't yeah. in Atlanta. <laughs> the thing is, I actually do. I think I like about this movie, and this is the thing I always clock in movies is while I love living in New York and I think LA has a lot of cool stuff about it, I just like when movies are set somewhat other than New York or LA. Um, and yes. I think that's, even, even yes, though I think yes. San Francisco, like I, like, I like when movies are set in, like if I had to rank cities I want movies to be set in, San Francisco is actually pretty low still because I think a lot of movies are also set in San Francisco. And so like I want movies to be I set I should in, say one of Jake's top 10 favorite movies of all time is Zodiac. Continue, uh, Jake. Love Zodiac. But no, what I was going to say though is that I want movies to be, set in cities that are like actually big even though no one talks about them like you know like no one talks about the fact that like san jose is like the seventh biggest city in america why is there a movie in san jose more people live more people live in san jose than like philadelphia and boston combined so like that's actually not true but it's close yeah literally like a no no ac more people live in san jose than san francisco or oakland okay like it's my uh, just as me just doing a job. San Jose joke. is what like the ninth or tenth most. It's in the top ten biggest cities in america and no one talks about that so this is just me going to spiel because i'm me but anyway continue well, how about that? Um, the more you know. Dun, dun, dun. That's, um, that's all I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, for. For me, like, it's not even any fight scene. Like I was talking about before, that tank scene is, is, that tank scene is so funny. And it's just so, like, bizarre on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I know that Tom Hardy, um, in order to do the tank scene, they had to build a custom tank because he just improvised and decided that's what he wanted to do there. And um, you know God. when you when, when you just think my God. that's amazing, my guy. I and, but also honestly, I think that you're right to criticize him, Steph. 
but I also think that this is the, what a good thing about having a director who started in comedies is that I think if you get a guy who is an action director, he's like, no, we're not going to bring in a new tag. Like, I think that clearly Ruben Fleischer feels most comfortable in the comedy scenes. And I think that that is the type of thing where you're the guys are comedy guys like, hell yeah, we're going to bring in a new tank. You know yeah, who would have sure. worked for this? Taiki. Yes, Taika would have worked. I mean, Taika, um, why am I talking about? Oh, you know Taika you know what, I'm dating of, like, Rita Ora? Not important, but still. Wait, what? Oh, wow. I what? He's dating Rita Ora, Ora, apparently. I, you know? Rita Ora? You, you know, it still blows my mind she's not black. You, you should work for E. Like, I, you, you genuinely don't understand. <laughs> Steph, I am you know so much there, more right? celebrities than you think. I, I'm, oh, I'm on top of all the gossip, man. I love it. But yeah, apparently they were they were spotted in like Melbourne getting co as the tabloids say they were spotted cozying up together. And, as as the know. tabloid said, Taika Waititi spotted with random stranger. <laughs> no, yeah, Rita Ora has been around. No, like she's true. just there. No, she's been around. Rita Ora is right. definitely she's just been yeah. there. She's just there. She really. There's certain British celebrities where it's just like, did they do something? Like, were they, did they make a movie or a song that I should know? Nope. It's like, nope, Cheryl Cole She's just is. Albanian. Anyway, continue. <laughs> She's not? I thought she, I thought her and Dua Lipa were no, both no, Kosovo. No, no, that's Rexa. British, oh, Kosovo, right. uh, that's and Yugoslavian. That, well, no, Yugoslavian right, right. includes all that. So that's like saying that you're uh, Ontarian and Canadian. And for a brief um, moment, I thought that she was just a, a very light-skinned I did. Rachel, that's that's probably like the biggest discovery for me. Every like single person this year, on the planet Rita is not black. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about the digression. No, but also, I'm not. No, but I think I'm not at all. Sorry to really it. clear up this whole situation on Rita Ora, because I feel like when I found out that news, like that's probably the most important fact that anyone's going to get out. And this is exactly why it's, you signed oh, up for oh, no, 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 This is actually the biggest one. The Rita song in Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah! No, but I mean, just to drop another one. This is the one that was craziest to me. When I, the day I learned that Ariana Grande is not Hispanic was truly like my life changed. I didn't know that either, and I. So she's just Ariana Large. Because at no, first, yeah, no, <laughs> Ariana. L oh my god, she's she's as Hispanic as the rest of the Starbucks cup sizes. Like, wow, she's just right? Italian. I didn't know what to do with that information because for a hot minute, no. I was just like. Wait, is she also very light-skinned? <laughs> oh, no. That's so unfortunate. I mean, that is the thing, though. That really, you never really know. You never really, I mean, and the thing is, in her defense, well, one, like, obviously she has, you in know, her defense, a lot of she has stuff. to make it in pop music, so. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, she's black it's... women. I just assumed, I was like, well, if she is not, I'm just like, it's one of the now, other Now, the thing girl. is, that yeah, it, it's just, it, there's sometimes there's people it's just like, are they, you know, just very, if you're super Italian, you got that last name, it's like, right. you know. So, so Ariana Grande, I mean, she is, first of all, she is from South Florida. She's from Fort Lauderdale. That's correct. That is hilarious. Uh, I actually, a very good friend of mine uh, did uh, community theater with her growing up. But if you go back and watch iCarly, or not iCarly, Victorious, mm -hmm. she looked, um, I mean, she looks like a, like she a looks white. plague pain patient. Yeah. Because not only does she, is she like white as AC's background, she is as red as AC's shirt. Yeah, her, her hair, hair yeah. is as red as AC's. So, shirt. by the way, I think that this is a good point to mention that 
this podcast is kind of a preview of what's going to be behind the paywall on Patreon, which is why I feel a little more comfortable just going off the rails because I assume that Rita Ora was in the whole okay Fifty Shades trilogy. <laughs> Bullshit. Yes. No. Yes, she was. Oh, no, she was. Yes. She was. Yes. Wait, wait, and I know this from? because I sat up and I watched that damn thing all the way with Mrs. Angelina Johnson, Johnson, which I'm assuming is a relative of the main actor, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. I. Hey, real quick, Jerome, you gotta repeat it because I was I couldn't hear. I'm sorry, I was talking. Rita Ora was in the entire Fifty Shades trilogy. Oh, I actually did know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I'm like I, I was. I'm I was like, going through here like big. When you asked him to repeat, I'm like, damn it, I I bet Spring already knows that, so this is not <laughs> funny. I'm but, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She fully was. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. Anyway, you know why I watched it, but yeah. I did. I mean, I regret nothing. You hey, never need to explain yeah, why exactly. that. That that, I, that trilogy was one of those. It was an edible. It's at again. Anyway, folks, if you want to hear an MCU episode on the Fifty Shades of Grey series, it's an edible movie about the edible complex. Discord, and uh, if five people type it, then but you're not allowed to make ultimatums like that. But the thing is, you know, (laughs) wait, wait, what tier is he? Yeah, you know, I am, I am strongest (laughs) Avenger. That, no, you're, the, you're, you're Captain America. You're the first Avenger, technically. But I, I am. Is, but I but I said strongest. You did. The thing this though is, is the that point where we break. The problem is <laughs> the problem is where that I you explode off into space. That Springfield, you know that if enough people say they want something, I'll do it. And that's the that's the cruel part. You know that I'll watch all those movies if you want. I know. Anyway, AC, you. please do the world a favor and just get us back just, on track, just, please. Just for this everyone behind the scenes, this is this yeah. is our scripted lobster scene of this pod. Like clearly, this was yeah, of course. Out. So the go. the last thing before we get back to Venom, I do. I do have to say, since Stephanie did mention that she watched it, the reason why I watched it is because my wife, and, and I understand it, she's like, if I'm going to watch all her superhero the shit, then you got to watch something too. Oh. So, okay, so... I know that's, who's going to be a guest I mean, just like Venom, that's episodes. such a, like, uh, like, that's nothing. To make you watch Venom? Oh, wait, yeah. are you talking about Fifty Shades? <laughs> no, Fifty Shades. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Wow, Jerome was paying as much attention to this pod as he was Venom. Wait, Jerome, Accurate. are you serious? I, I, I started, as I was saying, I started realizing what AC was actually oh, talking no, about. Never babe. Mind. Anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, that, that was great. Oh, that was great. Um, Does anybody have a favorite what line? What if Aura just took over for Tessa Thompson? Like, Taika just, like, pulled some, like, nepotism That would be, this. like, just honestly, in as that would be truly some of the like, like how amazing would that be on the, just that would be nowhere. that would be mickey rooney in breakfast at tiffany scale whitewashing like that would or be like just third, despicable <laughs> i would i would salute him because or like flashback valkyrie like in the background be able to support him is that exact yeah moment. and yeah, i mean yeah, that yeah. is like the definition of doing it all for the nookie honestly yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and i would watch nookie, just AC. for the drama yeah yeah. Speaking of Nookie, AC, I believe, I don't know if anyone else heard uh, your question about uh, the, a favorite line. I feel like there's only one. Yeah, go and ahead. That's, that's, uh, that is when a uh, favorite line in the movie, that is, of course, when Venom calls Eddie Brock a pussy. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. That is it, my yeah. It's, or, it's, or I do like it before the fight with Riot, though, where it's just like, so what are my chances? We will lose. That is good. That is good. I love that Venom's like, look, man, I know who this is. Like, I saw, right, I'm yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I like that because I like the implication of 
Because it is it is kind of a Deus Ex Machia. I think that they should have done more to set up Venom being a loser. But I do <laughs> like the implication Correct. that, like, you think that all aliens are, that, like, every alien is super capable of, but just like human society, there are aliens that are losers. And there are yeah, aliens yeah, that yeah. aren't strong. Like, every UFO that the Navy has spotted has red shirts on it. <laughs> wow, that's oh, a good, no. good, good point. Um, and by the oh. way, when you said the Navy, I, you misspoke. I think you said the Navy when you meant Tom DeLong personally. Uh, no, no, no. As of this week, I meant the no, I know, United I know, I know. States Navy. I know. I know. Anyway. So, so Which, before we get opinion, into some, what uh, are they doing up there? They're supposed to be the ocean. I mean, they're not UFOs. They're just English Damn, airwaves. They should be looking for Pacific rims, not, not honestly, UFOs. Honestly, that's an amazing point. The Air, if the Air Force, <laughs> I'm Pacific just rim saying. Happens. That's the yeah, origin of Pacific exactly. rim. Exactly. The Navy was too busy looking at the goddamn sky. Yep. They're too busy looking up there. <laughs> Got to be looking down there. Oh my god, we really love Venom. <laughs> we broke AC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what? Okay, so a couple of things before we get. You to know what? Final it's probably thought. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams was actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we? I, I don't know. I, I realized, and this is actually the thing I want to talk about with Venom, and this is because it's on the same wave as Silly Wise. Because I, th- I, don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know what the rest of your categories are. And if I, we can't talk about this, I will be distraught. Can yeah, we talk ahead. about why, why, why is female Venom so thick? Why? <laughs> why do they do that? Yo, I she think, got a I wagon, think boy. Just a, 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 a simple misunderstanding of how thick Michelle Williams is. Yes, whoever was designing it, whoever was doing the VFX had never, you know what, whoever was doing the VFX, they said, you're doing the VXF, VFX for Michelle Williams, and they thought it was the Destiny Child one. <laughs> Wait, no, because oh, they I, didn't, because if that was the case, but, it would have been the reverse. But, oh, I, see, this shows you how much I know about Destiny Child. I apologize. Here's what I'll say, here's what I'll say. We've She's saying on Bootylicious, but. He Venom looks like. That's bigger and yeah, it's than everything yes. is just exactly. No, but, no, the thing is, I understand that, but. It's everything's better exaggerated, but the I'm not even exaggerated. It's just no symbiote. female venom still has like a regular size waist, though, is the thing. Mm. <laughs> like, it's truly like clearly. And yeah. the thing is, it's actually well, because she's based on Elastigirl because of her powers. Mm. That is true. No, but the thing is that it's very clear they were like, we got to make sure female venom's still hot. Like, that's definitely the way, yeah, that she looks. I, I know that this is, I know that this is a, a species design that uh, exists as blobs on their planet, but we got to make sure she has titties. Uh, exactly. Honestly, that is the big thing. And I remember we were in the theater, I saw that, and I'm just like, this is just truly some of the most, like, it, it felt like, I, I, if I felt this way, I think that. Pe- teens must have felt when to- Lara Croft Tomb Raider the game came out and mm. it's like this is a whole new ground I didn't think that boobies could be in this form and <laughs> Venom I didn't realize that sorry and uh it definitely was just god it's so funny um once again four Academy Award nominations but anyway uh yeah I needed to talk about that <laughs> no I was gonna say oh, that no. was probably his category that he wanted I to googled um she Venom because I don't love myself and <laughs> oh I gotta look this up yeah yeah. How's she looking? Yeah. Are you just talking about uh, is it just movie the movie or just in general? No, just in general because I did I was like, let me not be uh, specific so I can get oh, like the worst no. stuff. And yeah, yeah. Her, yeah they got um, Michelle with her so cakes the, out. So just just for the the audience at home, I'm at least looking at a picture where her boobies 
are white like her eyes. Yeah, if you keep scrolling, you'll get to, um, you know, her ass out. And yeah, the problem you know, is, if you, you keep know, scrolling, you're never really going to get the fan mm. art. And that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, oh, I've, I, I've hit the fan art. I, I did see on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I did see on the Wikipedia page. Can that, that be a name of like a Patreon pod? Oh, I hit the fan art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, truly, as I've said many times to you, Jerome, when you suggest something silly, you don't need to tell me twice. Like, I, <laughs> I think oh, I did man. see that they, they specifically hid the fact that Michelle Williams would be for la- I, I feel like it's dumb to call it she venom because it's it's it's, so it's, well, it's still venom yeah it's just venom with a different thing but like they hid the fact that uh she was going to be venom because that's like a, and they were like we don't want to reveal that in the, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they see the movie they want that to be a, an easter egg in the idea that michelle williams would theoretically lead her own film as a symbiote. Honestly, I really would like that for her though. Because the thing is, and the reason I, I say lo- that, yeah, no, I agree. the reason I would, I would the reason to, I say that Jake, is because I would love yeah. to see Fosse Venom. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but the thing is, because a lot of people, uh, I've heard a lot of like people who do podcasts about serious movies, like bemoan, like, oh my god, it sucks that like Mark Ruffalo has to do all these Hulk movies. And you hear Mark Ruffalo about yeah, being the Hulk, and he suck. seems so happy to do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how how happy do you think Michelle Williams would be if she could do like a Venom movie every three years, build like six houses in the Cape, and then get to do whatever dumb indie bullshit that she wanted to do for the other seven months of the year? I mean, that'd be great. Big anyway, big that's facts. Life. That's what we all want to do. Yeah, one hundred percent. I love um, that you. you know, I have found it. I have found it funny. <laughs> I have found it funny doing some more research for this movie that Tom Hardy had about 30 to 40 minutes um, that they cut out that he wanted to be um, on. And I wonder what those 30 to 40 minutes, what, the, what they would have looked like. Snyder cut. I would yeah, watch the Hardy it. cut, honestly. Honestly, I would watch, I, because I, we talk, spring, as I mentioned, spring, I talk about the Oscars all the time, and we each have our own like faux Oscars for a bunch of years. Mine mm-hmm. go back further than mine. I mean, than his. But I fully gave Tom Hardy an Oscar nomination for 2018 because I think that he just is doing stuff that I've never seen anyone do in my life. And I would watch four hours of Tom Hardy just as Eddie Brock and Venom just doing hijinks. Honestly, it's it's truly like, that's when the movie just is like great. And so whatever- is, and He is fantastic yeah. in this movie. It's, it's truly one of the best examples of someone knowing exactly what movie they're in to the point where he knows what movie he's in more than the movie does. Yes. Correct. Yes, I think that's a very accurate statement there. Um, and I feel like I feel like we've we've talked enough about it. So I do want to get to some final thoughts, like, um, and looking forward to the sequel. We did which talk comes- a lot. I don't know that we talked enough about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that <laughs> a, a point I think I want to bring up is why is Jenny Slate's character named Dora Scurth? Is it? That's, yeah. Why? Like, that's just for a horrible the same name. Reason that. Uh, Riz Ahmed's character is named Carlton Drake. That's also a terrible name. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. I, yeah, it's they. They just they just came up with these names and they were like, fine. Mm-hmm. Are these actual characters from the comic books? Carlton Drake sounds familiar as hell. Yeah. Like I feel like he that also sounds sound like a comic familiar. book ass name. That also sounds like a this character ass name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure the does. rich people in movies always need to have like. 
mysterious names like you don't want to mess with Carlton Drake. But in reality, it's like you want to mess with a guy named like, you know, Joe Smith. Once again, there is absolutely no way that Carlton Drake could have even lay a finger on Eddie Brock in a fist fight sans symbiotes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. The fact that the two of them have a fight that like matters, like, like, oh, yeah, like the end fight. Yeah, as soon as the symbiotes were stripped of them, Eddie should have knocked him out. Agreed. That's true. He owns a he owns a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, yes, Carlton Drake, um, because that name is super familiar, um, because I played that terrible video game that was based on one comic series but then the reverse and got a different name it's very weird but anyway Wait, are we talking Carlton about separation Drake. anxiety yes yeah, separation anxiety and then um they did another one another yeah it's another I used to play yeah, that it's, one. it's a weird thing but yeah because it's separation anxiety is named that but it's not based on that actual you know comic series mm-hmm. it's based on lethal protector which is okay. just all weird didn't anyway, they have Maxim- maximum carnage was a game too right mm-hmm yeah, that, Which was a, I, that was another one. I enjoyed, one. and I never got past the second level. Yeah, well, shout out to Super Nintendo. They had some fire games. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah that was really good stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I feel like to me, it when I overall think of this movie, I just looked at it as uh, something that I enjoyed, and I didn't really have to think too much about it. Like, I mean, if you think about like the pods that we've done in the past month just spending all this time talking about all these heavy ass subjects and stuff like this it was kind of nice to watch a movie where i didn't really have to think too much so i think that was part of just <laughs> so like, you're saying you don't want the sequel to talk about the black experience in america oh my God. i yes. actually would really like for tom hardy and woody harrelson mm. to have uh a, some takes on the black <laughs> experience in america. and you know what and then i will be on cnn because i will drive across <laughs> From the East Coast to the West Coast, to um, just so you don't want outside. all of hey, you know, every single holding hands saying we are Venom. <laughs> oh I will lose my collective shit like that. That will be my villain origin story. <laughs> Steph's gonna joke her. If any of this podcast is really Steph's or like, yes. like origin story, Steph gets <laughs> jokerified. It, ha- it happens to us all. <laughs> But but yeah, like overall, like uh, I didn't, ex- I never expected myself to enjoy the film, but I did. Um, I really did, mm-hmm. I, and um, it's kind of weird. And I'm kind of like I, after seeing the trailer for Let There Be Carnage, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to see this this second one to see uh, what Woody does, and I think it'll just be more goofy and more insane. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, Jake, is there anything that you're looking forward to, and not just in terms of the sequel, but in addition, final thoughts on, on the original? I, well, when I first want to say, I think the title of the sequel is a misnomer because it implies that we have any say about whether or not there's going to be Carnage. And it's like, if Carnage is going to happen, it's going to happen, you know? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that specifically the music choice in the trailer for Venom 2 gave me a lot of hope because it feels like, like Jerome mentioned, the disconnect between the actual substance of the movie and the Venom scenes of the first Venom and the music they're playing, it's like they're playing like super serious, you know, 
this mm-hmm. is take this very seriously music. And like, because the trailer is very clearly like, don't take this seriously. And the relationship, it feels like the relationship between Venom and Eddie is going to be more of like the mate central dynamic. And they're going to have, it's a relationship, not just like Eddie being like, Whoa, what's going on? Um, <laughs> that uh, I think that that's going to be really good. And obviously Woody Harrelson's going to, Woody Harrelson is someone who just brings in anything. Um, yeah. And I think he just, you know, will have a lot of fun, even if the wig's dumb. You know, it's dumb wigs that also make good movies sometimes. So they make better oh, 100%. A lot of times. <laughs> and Springthorpe, how about you, bro? What, what are you thinking about not only the final thoughts on this movie, but uh, Let There Be Carnage? Yeah, I mean, uh, quickly, just uh, final thoughts. Uh, there are crimes against tater tots in this movie. Oh, word. Um, uh, it, the movie does say the name of the movie in the movie, which is very important for me. It's something yeah, of I course. keep track of. Uh, also, uh, no one would ever build a rocket launch pad off the coast of uh, California. Uh, specifically, the reason why uh, Kennedy Space Center is where it is is so that uh, any rockets that blast off would fall into the ocean because of the rotation of the Earth. If they did that, they would fall into Oakland, uh, which, you know what? Maybe that's why, because uh, a, a racist built it. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that those are those are my final <laughs> thoughts on the movie. I'm I'm actually very excited, despite being kind of meh on the second watch of this movie. I'm very excited for Let the Break Carnage. I agree that uh, Woody Harrelson. I think he just he never doesn't give like a hundred percent. Like he he knows what he's doing every every time. And as I said, sometimes as Nicole Kidman says. Uh, bad wigs equal better films. So, mm. yeah, there you go. And Michelle Williams. So, how about that? How about that, Stephanie? Um, how about you? Final thoughts on the film? Oh, let there be carnage. Talk. What you thinking? Um, you know, watch Venom. It's it's a it's a totally. movie, and it's totally completely serviceable. And if you go in and watch it, like. The rom-com that it is then you'll have a good time um i'm very excited for the sequel because it's woody harrelson as carnage um there couldn't be any perfect casting i just watched um god what is that movie that he's in where like there he's a hunger games uh, people no no not, not <laughs> Yeah. It's a '90s movie. I know that was me specific at all, but like uh, he and his girlfriend are like oh. doing crimes. Natural yeah. born killers. Natural born killers. Natural born killers. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want that energy. By the way, he, another movie where they say the title of it very specifically. Wow, Jake. Thank you. Am I wrong, Steph? You know, you just want to. I guess you could say we're natural born killers. I think is the line. <laughs> they did and i was like oh, i can't believe is. woody harrelson came on to do that one line by the way you want to talk about someone who knows what they're doing robert downey jr is out of control in that movie yes He's wonderful anyway <laughs> you know what it is a good movie but um anyway i'm i'm just ready because i feel like the sequel they are bringing the parts that we did enjoy from the first and just you know making this whole sequel about that or at least i hope they are if they aren't then i'm mm-hmm. um, Another uh, villagen, uh, not villagen. Wow, been playing Resident Evil a little too long. Um, another <laughs> villain origin story. <laughs> oh yeah, and screw Resident Evil for making um, the tall lady like this big thing. And oh yeah, people make yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's um, yeah, def- yeah, too much. 
No, I think, <laughs> I think I no, no, it, like but. it's I love her, but like it's the I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like she's, it's she's gonna be on the next daddy's tournament. Wow, she, she's a daddy, something just because she's eight feet tall. If you're over seven feet, you become a daddy. I'm not gonna, we'll talk about this later. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for another time. Sign yeah. up for the Patreon. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Jerome, uh, final, final thoughts from you. Uh, yeah, it's, um, for, for what I can remember, it's a pretty fun film. And no, but seriously, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, I, Actually, uh, I am excited about the sequel because it feels like not even in retrospect during the course of this movie, they actually are realizing what works about it, if that makes sense. Like, you know how sometimes they'll make a movie and then it takes everyone watching it and them going back on it. It just seems like they already know what they want to take with them, but they were stuck with the movie that they had. So they had to finish it and put it out. So um, the I, I think knowing that and then again you know switching into woody harrelson uh it's weird to say for a movie that wasn't spectacular but it's almost like the sequels is, is theirs to lose yeah. yeah 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 i think that's a yeah i think that's a great way to end it um guys this has been really fun um and as always as customary as we end these pods we'll go with the follows uh michael springthorpe thank you for joining us appreciate you brother uh, uh where can we follow you sir uh, truly, once again, an honor. Um, you can follow me at Springthorpe on at Springthorpe Man on Twitter or on Instagram if you're hot. How about that? How about that? Uh, Stephanie Williams, uh, I know you're still on the hiatus and, and things like that, but give us give us the give us the socials. If you must, uh, you can follow me um, at Steph underscore I underscore Will on Twitter and Instagram and. Please stay tuned. We have really huge news dropping next month. I hope, fingers crossed. Hey, love to hear that. Love to hear that. Uh, Jerome Chang, where can we follow you, sir? Uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I think I'm going to just spend this next time like just getting to know Rita Ora more. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah. And and a wonderful producer Jake Christie. Jake, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at the Jake Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monk, about the USA Network Original Series Monk. I host it with Andre Barrera. Excellent, excellent. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake. Do you want to wrap the next theme song for the Venom sequel? Sure, uh, absolutely. It's yeah. <laughs> tremendous. The, tra- the check will be fired Let's today. Get Travis Barker on the beat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rome's been on fire today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University. Yeah. And uh, AC, I, don't, I want to make sure you don't forget what, what we need to promote too. I thought oh, you were going to do it right I was saving that for right oh, now. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I was saving that right now. I wasn't going to end it. I mean, sorry. I, I, AC, I'm like, I would assume you do before the follows, but he'll get to it maybe. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah, just quitting yeah, while we were ahead. And of course, um, as, <laughs> as, as y'all listened to the last episode, we started a Patreon account. Patreon.com uh, backslash MC University. Pod. Thank you to everyone who signed yes. up. Really? It has gone so much. much better than we thought it was going to. Yeah, it was the opposite of Venom. Yes. Uh, wow. Yes, we thought that we'd wow. give ourselves like we thought we'd give ourselves like two months to get to maybe two hundred, and that would be like a good goal. Two days it took. Actually, like, actually, it, it is hours. like Venom. Like when Jake described how much Venom made, I was like, "Wow, 
did not see that coming. That mm. is what the Patreon has yes. been. Thank you very much, yes. everyone. And we haven't yeah. released any bonus episodes yet, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everybody. And yes, uh, like Jake mentioned, uh, we will definitely have bonus content for you yes. uh, coming as soon as we can. We're 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 working to try and figure out what works best. Yes. And um, yeah, we definitely will do that uh, in the future. But yeah, check us out there. Get into the Discord. We've had uh, some fun conversations. And with you can there let us know days. what types of stuff you're looking to hear. Um, right. I'm imagining that a lot of the stuff we, we can do other when we do other movies. I imagine there'll be more like this podcast than a traditional MCU podcast. Um, because the paywall you get unfiltered because because I'm on them. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes, you're going to be on them if you want to be. Yeah, you know. But it is also because you know, uh, it, it, you can have. There's a lot more place to be loose if we're talking about like Daredevil from 2003. 100 oh, hell yeah ben affleck baby oh, I love that. <laughs> and and yeah so like if, it, so i mean if benifer is really like back as a thing like we have to watch geely is that what is that how i've never actually seen uh, geely i've never seen Jerome, it either have i Jerome, believe it or not ac jake steph because i would love your <laughs> pretty shaky. no i'm not no we're not watching geely <laughs> no they gotta be they gotta be like uh they gotta be like Eric a line is. i mean there's gonna be some stuff like no. There, I, I, honestly, it's less that I think there needs to be a line. Is it that cinephobe the podcast with? Zach that's Parker true. That's a very good point. Done that. Like I don't want to step on. There's the, their one is already good, and I don't want to step on that. Um, right. Yeah. Also, oh, I, so, I, so, I, so will you, you? You guys will only do good movies like Julie. No, oh, right, right, right. Oh no. no, we got plenty of non MCU Marvel movies that are not good that we can definitely yeah. good definitely yeah. do. So, Once again, tell us because I think yes, giving the people yes. what they want is, I think, a good way to get people to, uh, you know, want to give you money. <laughs> I think that that's it, you know, like generally a way to. Fair. Yeah, uh, definitely something along those lines. And, and um, yeah, for that note, for Michael Springthorpe, for Stephanie Williams, for Jerome Chang, and for Jake Christie, I am Anthony Kent on the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>